Treasures from the Bible. Today we'll conclude our tomato growing contest and learn about the honor that God bestows upon His children. We've been expecting you. Hi, Mark. We can't finish the contest without the trophy. Sorry, we're a little late. I forgot where I had hidden the trophy, so the kids wouldn't see it until today. Did it turn out like you had won it? I think it will be just right for the occasion. What do you think? Hi, Mr. and Mrs. G. Oh, neat! The trophy turned out great. That was an excellent idea. Time to cover it up. Here come the kids. Here we go. One green scarf over the trophy. Hi, kids. Hi, Mr. and Mrs. G. Hello. Good morning. Say, Mr. G, what's under that green rack? <laughs> It's the Great Tomato Growing Contest Champions Trophy, Joey. All right, that's our trophy. Why are you so sure of that, Rudy? Because the girls had the first ripe tomato, but we grew the biggest tomato that weighed. In at eighteen ounces, and we have the most tomatoes total. We won two out of three contests. Each side has been doing some unofficial counting. What's your count, girls? Well, looks like they might have beaten us, but we're not totally sure yet because the vines are everywhere. Back in the early spring, we chose this date to finish the contest. The scoreboard shows the girls currently with 20 and the boys with 24. We got this one, Billy. Yep. Billy Bob's advice for the secret fertilizer gave us the winning edge. Now we need both teams to remove the rest of the tomatoes from your plant, whether red or green, big or small. I've got four. Here's five. Oops, I just stepped on one. Let me rephrase that. Whether red or green, big or small, round or flat. I found six more, and that's all we have. Here's eight, Joey. Look at this one. It's the size of a grape. It still counts. So the grand totals are 31 for the girls and 37 for the boys, making Rudy and Joey the winners of the Great Mortgage Lifter Tomato Growing Contest. Our special guest has just arrived. Who will be doing the presentation of the trophy? Who's that, Dad? Good morning, everyone. It's Granny G. Hi, Granny G. Thanks for coming over, Mom. Hi, Grandma. Mom, Joey and Rudy won two out of the three events, so you'll be presenting them with the trophy. Very well. On behalf of all the sponsors of this contest, and on behalf of the citizens of New Garden. I want to personally thank you for growing one of God's creations 
and providing a little more green foliage in the city. Now, Mark, would you be so kind to remove that beautiful scarf from the trophy? Here it is. Wow, look at that. It looks like a basketball player jumping up in the air and grabbing a tomato or something. Mrs. G managed to recycle one of my old basketball trophies, right, honey? Just a little red and green paint over the basketball, and we have a tomato trophy. That's really neat. Congratulations, boys. And for the girls, we have a sportsmanship trophy. It's a lady wearing a dress holding a tomato. An old bowling trophy of mine. A little red and green paint on the bowling ball was just the touch it needed. Thanks, Mrs. G. Wow, we got a trophy too. Thank you. Everyone is a winner today. Rudy, now that the contest is over, what was your secret fertilizer? Well, it was really two fertilizers, and Billy Bob gave us the idea. He said, on my tomatoes, I work into the soil some real fresh fish heads and some nice dry cow patties. Some of God's natural fertilizers. Ugh, that's making me sick. So after fishing at Billy Bob's, we had the fish heads in the dry cow pie, also known as cow manure. If we grow something next year, we'll use those too, right, Lizzie? Only if we can get them in spray bottles. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Mark said we could have our Bible study out here on the patio, so everyone find a seat. I saved this chair just for you, Granny G. Thank you, Mark. Today we'll plan to look at a true earthly account that gives us a picture of God bestowing honor and righteousness on those who have been forgiven or saved. And we're going back into the book of Esther. Peanut, will you first review our memory verse? Sure. Philippians 2, 9 through 10. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven, and things in earth, and things under the earth. Rudy, please read Esther 2, 21-23. Okay, Grandpa. Esther 2, 21-23. In those days, while Mordecai sat in the king's gate, Two of the king's chamberlains, Big Than and Teresh, of those which kept the door, were wroth, and sought to lay hand on King Ahasuerus. And the thing was known to Mordecai, who told it unto Esther the queen. And Esther certified the king thereof in Mordecai's name. And when inquisition was made of the matter, it was found out. Therefore, they were both hanged on a tree, and it was written in the book of the Chronicles before the king. So King Ahasuerus picked Esther to be the new queen, and Mordecai was Esther's uncle. He essentially saved the king from a likely assassination attempt. Mr. G, did the king thank Mordecai or have him over for dinner or something? Well, you know, it appears that either King Ahasuerus was not given all the details about Mordecai or that he simply forgot about Mordecai after this happened. Instead, the king promoted a man named Haman. 
Lizzie, can you read Esther 3, 2? Sure, Esther 3, verse 2. And all the king's servants that were in the king's gate bowed and reverenced Haman, for the king had so commanded concerning him. But Mordecai bowed not, nor did him reverence. Verse 5 says, And when Haman saw that Mordecai bowed not, nor did him reverence, then was Haman full of wrath. So Haman then convinced the king to destroy Mordecai and all the other Jews. Peanut, would you read Esther 6, 1 through 2? Sure, Mr. G. Esther 6, 1 through 2. On that night could not the king sleep, and he commanded to bring the book of records of the chronicles. And they were read before the king, and it was found written that Mordecai had told of Bigthana and Tirish, two of the king's chamberlains, the keepers of the door, who sought to lay hand on the king Ahasuerus. Joy, will you take verse 3? All right, Esther 6, 3. And the king said, What honor and dignity have been done to Mordecai for this? Then said the king's servants that ministered unto him, There is nothing done for him. Then king Ahasuerus asked Haman, What should be done to the man whom the king delights to honor? Mark, would you take Esther 6, 7 through 9? I'd be glad to, Mr. G. Esther 6, verses 7 through 9. And Haman answered the king, For the man whom the king delighteth to honor, let the royal apparel be brought which the king uses to wear, and the horse that the king rideth upon, and the crown royal which is set upon his head. And let this apparel and horse be delivered to the hand of the one of the king's most noble princes, that they may array the man withal whom the king delighteth to honor, and bring him on horseback through the street of the city, and proclaim before him, Thus shall it be done to the man whom the king delighteth to honor. God records that King Ahasuerus commanded Haman to do these things to Mordecai. Rudy, would you recite our memory verse so we can ponder it again, and then we'll listen to a faithful hymn. That's fine, Grandpa. Philippians 2, 9-10 Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven, and things in earth, and things under the earth.
remember that Mordecai sat in the king's gate. Psalm 118, 19 and 20 says, Open to me the gates of righteousness. I will go into them, and I will praise the Lord. This gate of the Lord into which the righteous shall enter. And in Luke 13, 24, Jesus said, Strive to enter in at the straight gate. Lizzie, would you read to us Isaiah 61, verse 10? Okay, let's see. Isaiah 61, verse 10. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God. For he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation. He hath covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decketh himself with ornaments. And as a bride adorneth herself with her jewels. In this historical account that God gives us, the king is repaying Mordecai for saving him from harm. But we know that with salvation, God's honor and grace are freely given and not based on anything we do. Tiny, sinful man can do absolutely nothing for eternal God. Joy, will you read Revelation 19.11? Okay, Revelation 19.11. And I saw heaven opened, and behold a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. When Christ came to pay for the sins of his people, he rode meekly upon an ass and a colt. But he will appear in honor and glory at the end of the world to judge all the unsaved. I'll say our memory verse one last time for the boys and girls listening at home. Philippians 2, 9 through 10. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven, and things in earth, and things under the earth. Excuse me, honey, but it's almost time for the program to end, and for our lunch to begin. Bacon, lettuce, and tomato sandwiches. All right, my favorite. Well, boys and girls, once again, we've come to the end of our program. We hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions or comments, or if you'd like a free audio CD of any of these programs, please write to Treasures from the Bible and Outreach of Bible Ministries International and Care Family Radio, Oakland, California, 94621 USA. Today's program was number 076. The title is The Great Tomato Contest Winner. May God richly bless you with His salvation. Thanks for listening, and be sure and tune in next week when we'll learn something new from the Bible. Bye!